All right, here we go. Welcome back. Episode five, Borline Raptors. Uh, Kitsch joining me shortly. Uh, Deno, a late, a last minute or late game scratch. Um, but so it's Kitsch and I. Uh, but at the end, we do have uh, a special guest, our first interview of the new uh, rebrand here. Uh, Megalox. Megalox is coming to us, uh, and we're, we're all we're doing is giving you about a five-minute snippet of the interview that we did with him uh, yesterday, which is about 35 minutes uh, in its entirety, uh, and that's going to be set up as a separate pod that you can download that too. And, and so Mega is uh, an NCAA guru. Uh, he provides college uh, insight on all Division One teams, uh, and he provides uh, gambling uh, odds, prognostications, whatever you want to call it. And he's been doing this for about uh, seven or eight years. He's got a site where he's got uh, multiple paid subscribers who come in and pay about 180 bucks a year uh, for this. So it's pretty interesting and it was pretty amazing, his uh, encyclopedia style knowledge of, of each and every team that we talked about. So you'll get a taste for that on this episode, uh, but there's the full interview if you want to listen to that a little bit later. And then there's also on the full episode, you'll, you can uh, listen and there's a uh, code that if you sign up to his website, he'll give you the rest of the season for free uh, using our code. So uh, for the five or six of you who are going to go listen to that thing, go uh, might as well sign up and get the get the free intel. So uh, tonight, it's just quick a quick recap: World Series, uh, NFL storylines, uh, what drives you crazy? Oh, uh, backyard gambling, what drives you crazy? Any other business? That's it. We're we're it's our shortest one uh, to date. So hopefully that'll keep the Kevin Copelands. Uh, of the world happy. Uh, so here we go. Uh, and, but just as a, some breaking news, we, uh, we actually have Justin Turner, uh, give us just a quick feedback on, on his test results and what he thought of, uh, uh, getting them, uh, mid game. So Justin, uh, welcome. Justin, how imperative is it to have a short memory? Uh, yeah, obviously, uh, didn't get the result that we wanted. Um, we know it's not going to be easy. We know how difficult this is. Got to learn from tonight. Kitch. Hello. I thought I was going to be saying to know me, but uh, as I mentioned in the opening, a, uh, a late minute, last minute cancellation. Apparently, uh, when you have two children under the age of two in your house, uh, anything can happen at any given moment that can cause you <laughs> to skip the pot. Yeah. 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 Dead life. A lot of turmoil, a lot of turmoil in that, in that man's life at the moment. Well, only, probably uh, for the next, probably for the next 18 years. That's what I said to him. I imagine like, that was almost over. Just another 18 years to go and you're, you'll be all, you'll be, well, you'll be 75, but you'll also be out of the, uh, the kid dome. So, so, uh, all right, kids. So first of all, let's bring, as I mentioned in the opening, uh, yesterday, big day for you, tough day for you yesterday. Um, so why don't you let the audience know how everything went today on the colonoscopy and that you're, you're back at her. Health is good. Health is good. Back at her. Eat, <laughs> eating solid foods again. Eating solid foods again. This is uh, this is leading into my what drives you crazy. So I, we, Oh, we, not, no, not yet. The same. But just, this is just a health update. Not, yeah, yeah. Not, so, not, nothing, all good. nothing more. It's all good. So you came out now. Last time I had mine, uh, like I got this sort of like the, what, the thumbs up from the doc. Like they come in, they see after, they give you like, hey, everything looks, everything looks fine. Did you get that today or you, did you get yeah. any indication? Yeah, have a thumbs up. Oh. Two, oh, two, sm two small polyps, they cut them out, throw them, throw them away. Oh. And I get, them every, I, I get them every time. Two small ones and they, they throw them away uh, and then that, and you're fine. You're fine for another five years. You know what? You've been a little polypy lately, actually. Maybe it speaks to your crankiness a little bit on, <laughs> on a couple of these pots. That could totally be it. 
<laughs> All right. So, uh, Kim, as we were talking about you, as a result of this, uh, your circumstances yesterday, you did not get to witness the uh, the end of Major League Baseball, COVID Major League Baseball. But obviously, lots going on there, which is going to lead off. We're gonna we got nothing on NBA this week. So, uh, Kevin Copeland, you listener, there you go. Nothing on NBA, so you can just not skip over this part. And then you, uh, you, had, you had some feedback from the from the newbies too. Didn't you for the for the pod? Didn't you have some feedback you wanted to share? My feedback's all over the place. Oh, yeah. Uh, with, yeah, yeah, I got like I got all kinds of feedback from uh, from some of our newer listeners, and I'll I'll do that for my OB. I'm gonna okay. do that for my OB. Perfect. Uh, so, anyways, but the big news, obviously, Dodgers win. Um, the what we thought was going to be the only storyline was how stupid the Rays manager uh, Cash was for pulling a guy who's thrown 71 pitches, given up two hits and no runs, uh, and he pulls that pitcher. But as it turns out, the I'd say the overwhelming storyline was the fact that Justin Turner, uh, the three-hole batter for the Dodgers, uh, been around forever. He's 35 years old. He's sort of like the heart and soul of that group. Um, but they pull him in the eighth inning due to po- an in-game positive uh, COVID test. And then after they win, he returns to the field. So let's uh, let's start with Cash, and then we'll we'll, we'll uh, dive into the Turner subject. But uh, your thought, I know you said you didn't see it, but you read about it, but your thoughts on pulling your ace, your Cyan award-winning pitcher, 71 pitches in, fifth, uh, fifth inning. Man, you talk about a short leash. 73 pitches, two hits, nine strikeouts. Snell can't believe it. As Kevin Cash said, these guys need short memories and thick skin because this is the way we do it. You know what? You deserve to lose when you pull stunts like that. Like, and you're in the you're in the World Series. The guy's on fire in the game. He's he's pitching a phenomenal. He's been phenomenal up into the sixth inning, and and then you go with some systematic thing when he has to go the third t- third time through the order that uh, that you got to pull him because his because it does show from a stat standpoint that maybe. Pitchers, pitchers start to to falter down the down the third time through the order, so it it uh, it's ridiculous. I hate coaches that don't go with any gut feel and go to a system. I said I sent this to Bart earlier. Today. I said this is why I hated Dwayne Casey when he coached the Raptors. Same thing, did it did a system thing that like you played a certain number of minutes, so you're yanked even if you're on fire. Well, this is ridiculous. He deserves to lose. He deserves to get pasted through the media with with regards to this this, this, this decision. I know they brought in a guy that they thought was decent. It doesn't matter. Go with the horses that's hot at the time. Don't. Don't. Uh, well, again, you say they went with the guy they thought was hot. The guy that they brought in uh, had given up a run in his last six appearances. I saw he's that, not yeah. even that. He's not even that hot. He's going to the top of the lineup. So it was purely just an analytics play. That's how they do it. They just go by the analytics. And, and now it's hard to argue some, to a certain extent the team was in the World Series with that same approach, right? But it does it does lend uh, credence to the argument of like at some stage the in-game feel of what's happening you have to just ride. Yeah, I, I thought it was ridiculous at 71 pitches. And this whole theory of second, third time through the year, they've seen they figured out, you know, as Snell said in his post game. I mean, I felt very comfortable out there. Um, the way that I scouted him, the way that I, you know, scouted myself um, with everything. I mean, I, I knew what they were looking for. I knew when I was going to switch it up. I knew when I was going to adjust in the game because I knew they were going to adjust their game plan. I mean, when it comes to you know understanding that team and what I needed to do to succeed, I was really locked in. I knew, I, I felt I did everything I sh- I could have done to stay in that game and you know go as long as I could have gone. He's like, you know what? I figured them out too. I was ready to make adjustments third time in. <laughs> you know, I was the one dominating, not them. 
Yeah. Right. They had to yeah. adjust to me. I didn't have to like, so I was totally like, that makes perfect sense. But yeah, that it's just one of those things. As soon as it happens, Mookie Betts comes in doubles. The next thing you know, it's like, you just, you just see it coming. Right. And so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be hard to, to live that one down. But I also like, do you not have any historical reference here as, as the manager? Like, look at all the pitchers that have put teams on their backs in the playoffs of the years. 100%. Oral Hershiser, Bob Gartner from just uh, a few yeah. years ago. Dave Steeb. <laughs> oh, there's a throwback. Yeah. Steeber. <laughs> actually, Dave Steeb, I think he lost game seven for us in uh, <laughs> 87. <laughs> but uh, but there's there's a laundry list of pit- Jack Morris. There's a laundry list of pitchers of the court that that's exactly what you do. CC Sabathia made a great point today in the Simmons podcast. He's like, you put guys on pin. Uh, inning restrictions and pitch count restrictions during the season so that they're ready to go in these moments. And it's like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. So yeah, disastrous. But it was, and I loved, I loved after, I don't know if you, if you saw the interview on MLB network with, uh, with bets, if you saw that he came out and said, I was like, woo, thank you. Ah, uh, man. It was kind of like a sigh of relief. Had he stayed in the game, he he may have uh, pitched into the game. Uh, and I don't, I don't know exactly what would have happened. But he was rolling, and he was he was, he was pitching really really well. Um, you know that's the Sky Young Snell that came tonight. So you know once he came out of the game, it just uh, you know like I said, it was just a, a breath of fresh air. So even like bats backhandedly just throws one of the bunch. Like what were you guys doing? He he was owning us, and when he got pulled, I was like, thank you. That was that was a, that was a win for him. Yeah, I mean, think think about that. That says it all, right? That says it all. But what that decision was about, right there. I mean, that's just, you're you're basically saying to the other team, you know what? Here, here are my whole cards. I'm going to show you my whole cards. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. horrible, horrible. <laughs> but I must admit, I cannot believe the bigger story, and I tend to agree with it. The bigger story is Justin Turner one testing positive during the game, which that's a whole. I think we'll hear more and more about that. But then two coming back on the field maskless at certain points and celebrating with his team. Like he broke every MLB protocol that they had. And yeah. I don't know, like, I, I don't know what the punishment's going to end up being for the franchise and for Turner, but I think it's going to be big. And did you say he pushed through security? Like he pushed past the guys who were trying to hold him back? Well, the story that just literally just right before we started doing this is that MLB security had informed him that he was not allowed to return uh, anywhere near any other player, dugout, this, that, the other. And he basically said, fuck you. And then when uh, the game was actually over, he just barreled through him. He said, I'm going. And of course, these guys are sitting there going, well, how close am I? How, how hard am I going to stop somebody who's got COVID? Exactly. I'm not going to yeah. like physically. And then when he was on the field, there was like three or four ma- uh, major league uh, baseball security guys around saying, we need you to get off the field. He's like, no, I'm not getting off the field. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you do, but <laughs> There was a good I, uh, tranquilizer. That's when you need a good tranquilizer. <laughs> put, well, exactly. him down. put him down. Just put him yeah, down. Yeah, like like Will Ferrell back to school. Just there like the horse tranquilizer right in the neck. Um, there you go. <laughs> so, but obviously, uh, I don't know where I read it or listened to it today, but they said, you know, thank goodness the Dodgers won because based on what the protocols are, like game seven tonight wouldn't have happened. And they don't know when game seven because all those guys, both teams would have been like in the protocol. <laughs> well, that, that, that would have been for a great story. Like 10 games later, <laughs> 10 games later, you got game seven. You got Snell, you got Snell pitching again. He's going to face game six and game seven. <laughs> Never thought about that. Yeah, you would. That's exactly right. Well, that would have been a great storyline. That's yeah. not what happened. I'm sure baseball is breathing a very, very big sigh of relief that uh, that was not the case. But there's more. I think there's more to come. We will talk about this. But uh, Marilyn Joe uh, thinks that uh, Turner is a very bad person and suggested that uh, 
he'd be gone for a year. He should get a year suspension. That would set a precedent. That would set a precedent. Well, yeah, it would. Uh, he's a free agent today. He's literally a free agent today. Uh. <laughs> so he, may, he may have hurt his chances of teams picking him up. He if, he's got, if he's got to sit a year, yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> yeah, or try to sell himself as a good human being. Yeah, that's also more challenging. So the thing that the thing that I was reading today, and and, and I'm curious to see what's going to happen. And we don't have an answer to this yet, obviously. But so when, when the Lakers won, um, like COVID COVID cases were under a thousand cases a day. After the Lakers celebration, when everybody's in the streets bouncing around, COVID cases went up to twelve hundred dollars or twelve hundred people a day. <laughs> twelve hundred people a day, and now you got the Dodgers winning in, in LA, like. You, I, wow. I, I would avoid Los Angeles if you go on any road trips there anytime soon. For sure. That I saw the footage like they're out there looting and <laughs> in the streets, you know, turning cars or like, yeah, just, yeah, I agree. LA is probably, it's a hot spot. It's definitely a hot zone at the moment. Yeah. I'd, be, yeah. I'd be avoiding. Yeah. No colonoscopies in, in LA right now. <laughs> I would avoid hospitals. Uh, all right. So listen, that's it. Our quest to be quick tonight. We're going to be really quick. Um, no deno should make it a lot easier. Chatterbox. Uh, so here we are, Kitch, right to your right to your segment. NFL storylines. NFL storylines. What what week was it? What week are we going? Uh, that into? was week seven. We're going into week, week eight. Seven. Week eight. This is week eight. Week Coming seven storylines. Week seven storylines. Yeah, week seven storylines. So, um, no COVID cancellations, postponements last week. None this week. So we're Thanks. we're to- we're toughing it out. We're getting none, none so far. None okay, so far. we're we're, uh, we're hanging in there week by week. Uh, don't look now. Steelers only undefeated team in the NFL after seven weeks with a record of six and zero. Oh. Granted, the schedule has not been overly tough, um, but they got they got the Ravens this week, so this will be the uh, this will be the real test for them. Uh, they've scored, but the thing that shocks me with the Steelers, they've scored over twenty five points in six straight games. Like that, that was a team that was it's got a solid defense, but if they can if they can live with their solid defense and put up twenty five plus, not a bad not you a know, bad. Play. I think I think one of the things that gets overlooked uh, with Pittsburgh a little bit is that they're kind of New England light, you know, as far as the institution of football. They're like they. Yeah. Year in, year out, for the most part, they are there with a winning record. They're in the playoffs. They're right there at meaningful games. They just couldn't get over the New England hump very often. But, you know, what's Rossberg? He's got two Super Bowls. They lost another one. It's a pretty, they've had a pretty good 20 year run, too. It's just slightly overshadowed. But, yeah, I mean, uh, they look good. I watch a lot of that Tennessee game. And, you know, I don't think Tennessee's horrible. Tennessee at home uh, is a legitimate, so that's a good win. But, my gosh, I'm not sure he's one of your storylines, but Goskowski again. It's a 45-yard attempt officially for the tie. Gostkowski! No good! The Steelers are going to hold on against the Titans. Tough. Tough way to end that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Might have kicked his last field goal. Might have kicked his he, last field goal or, or attempted you know, field goal. He might, he might be in his own head. <laughs> like my 15-year-old son on the tennis court, he might be in his own head. Yeah, the Steelers, you're right. The Steelers are a bit like the Patriots. They do. You never know who's going who's gonna to carry them that week. So they do have a, a number of guys who actually step up on a weekend base. So it's, sure. hard, it's hard to uh, to plan for them because another guy will step up and, and surprise you in, on a week-by-week basis. So, yeah, I I, I I don't hate them. I actually I like their uh, – I like well, to say that uh, after this week, I went and checked some future lines, and uh, I'm now the proud owner of a Pittsburgh Tampa Bay final at 33 to one. <laughs> could just go. Oh, could just go with Pittsburgh. Could just go with Pittsburgh in the final. No, no, no you got to ratchet it up. You ratchet it up. So 33 to one. Got a final. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. We're moving on. Um, so remember last week when I said. Bad teams find ways to lose. 
I believe now the Atlantic Falcons have botched four games this year, like four games they got one loss. Like all Todd Gurley had to do was was run one run one yard and fall down. Like I know he stumbled and went three or four, but get your butt on the ground. Even if you don't get the first down, get your butt on the ground. Like don't don't get in that end zone. He's he's smarter than that. Um, so that 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 yeah. deserves mentioning. Did you see the play? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair to him, it's like he was, you know, he, he lost concentration for half a second and then was like, oh, shit. And he did everything. He could. Like, it was so close to not going in. Yeah. Right. So I, I did feel pretty badly for him, especially because he's sort of the guy who invented that. Move, totally. He was. He's right? always I'm been going. He, yeah. So, but you know what? Here's the difference with Todd Gurley right now that it was three, three years ago. Todd Gurley was considered the best back uh, in the league. He was going to get a massive contract like he was just his future was set all of a sudden now guess what matters to Todd Gurley touchdowns touchdowns it's yeah probably stats. A, it's probably a bonus clause probably a bonus oh, clause in that sure. contract stats are a big deal to him now right he's playing yeah. for his next contract wherever the hell that's going to be so I kind of get on that one may have happened but yeah you know what a little unlucky and I'll tell you what when you make Matt Stafford look like a great comeback quarterback <laughs> yeah something's not right with your organization no, no. you're in a bad man, you're in a bad space yeah that's a bad beat team bad beat team <laughs> um so Two things, Bart. I'm going to question you on this one. one. One of them being Tom Brady. He might just be for real again. He might be for real. And Cam Newton, after week two, it was like potential leg, league MVP. He is back to what we thought Cam Newton was. He is yeah. looking awful. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. <laughs> yeah, a couple things on that. So I'm obviously eating a little bit of crow here on, on the uh, on the Tom Tommy Boy stuff because I was sort of like a, the the 44 year old the 43 year old stuff's caught up with him. Him Breeze, like I I given up on old quarterbacks. I still I think I still um, I've given up on Breeze. But you know, right now I'd say it's hard to argue with uh, any of his uh, current his last couple of games. He's looked really really good. But I will I watched a lot of that uh, Raiders game as well. I still think and it's the it's the knock on well it's not even it's the knock, it's it's what it is with him. If he has time, he's still pretty good. But the moment he's under a little bit of uh duress, that's where he sort of becomes forty three again. So that that's the key. Like if I'm if I'm game planning for Tom Brady right now, guess what I'm doing? I'm sending ten blitz, guys. Blitz. Yeah, I'm sending ten blitz. guys on every play I'm sending ten guys. <laughs> so that, <laughs> maybe try that, defensive yeah. coordinators. So yeah. uh and then, yeah, Cam Newton, listen, I was never high on Cam Newton. Like, this, no. there was a big sort of Cam, you know, he had a bad uh, bad exit in Carolina. They didn't give him a chance to get hurt. You know what? He had a bad exit in Carolina because Carolina realized he was no longer a good quarterback. <laughs> right? But, but, but he, and I agree. But he gave us that two weeks of glimmer of, of, of like, of being, being something decent. Yeah. And then he just turned into the unicorn, and he was, he was, he's done after that. And, you know what? You know what we call that? We call that. Every quarterback ever in the NFL. They all give you two weeks. We think, oh, this guy's not going to be horrible. And guess what? Then they're horrible. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? The fact that the uh, that no other teams really picked him up. Like he had not a lot of offers. They only signed, uh, Patriots only signed him one year. Like I think the league knows stuff, right? Like I don't, yeah. it's not like he was being blackballed by Kaepernick, right? I mean, the yeah. league's just yeah, sitting yeah. there going, we don't trust this guy to be good anymore. And I think he's now not good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's now official. Cam Newton, not good. And I'm not liking my pats for the rest of the year. I'm thinking my pats are in dire trouble. <laughs> Bills to win. Bills to win. Well, Bills win. Uh, they win this week. 
Division's done. Oh no, they gotta they gotta play the Pats twice. The Pats the Pats can yeah. Oh that's right. They play the Pills. They'll be up three games. Yeah, They'll right. be up three games on. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now of course don't get my Miami six and a half over uh for the season at three and three. They're only, <laughs> I, they're only game like, out right now that I like that. I like that. I like that one. Yeah. I like that. I think they're better than people expect. All right, last storyline. Um, and I, I'm I'm teeing you up on this one because uh, I was I was wrong last week. You were right. The uh, Kyler Murray story. You must like him. I'll, I'll I'll let you give your props to him. Um, I was impressed by his play. I still don't think they deserve to win that game over Seattle, but I was impressed. I impressed pressed by his play, and uh, and I'll let I'll let you I'll let you pipe in on your ball. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, so great game, obviously. Great game. Uh, a great way to end. Your Sunday. That was Sunday, right? Not Monday. That was Sunday. Sunday night. Um, yeah. Sunday, Sunday night. night. So that was awesome. Thank God they got that game on Sunday night instead of the Tampa uh, Vegas game, which was which got swapped out. Yeah. Uh, listen, I think Arizona had no business winning that game. Then absolutely should have won that game, and then had no business winning that game. Again, right? <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. Uh, but yeah, you look at Murray play whole. I mean, when he's outside the pocket, he scrambles. He is. He is Fred Astaire yeah. up there with those feet. Those feet are unbelievable how he's he dances quick. around. It's quick. Oh. Like, it's like first five yards, he's fast. Yeah. He is really, really fast uh, and really, really good. Uh, I mean, I think I think there's a bit of a challenge. Of course, Russell Wilson's the same thing. Like He's tiny, right? He's not a big dude at all. So he, if he's going to go the way of Russell Wilson, he better stay healthy the way Russell. Like he just Wilson never gets hit, never has gotten hit. Murray has to be that guy too. Otherwise, yeah, he's yeah. going to get hit the wrong way one time. That's just going to be that'll be a disaster. But yeah, no. I listen. I think he looked good. I think Arizona uh, is okay. They're probably not as good as everyone thinks they are. And they had no like second and fifteen. Guess what? You don't do. You don't kick a field goal on second and fifteen. No. You just don't do no, it. You don't. You don't have to. No. Right? Not the time on the clock. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! You you run that two more times. Like, how about this? I'm pretty. Let's just go with one. the odds of the fumble. Are like are are pretty low at that stage, yeah. right? Yeah. And you could have just taken Murray, uh, dive right off a uh, quarterback keeper and got five yeah. more yards, right? That's right. Like, that was, yeah, so they, that was ridiculous. That game. And then, you know what, but I must admit, then Wilson's um, interception. Yeah, yeah. hurts his MVP, was, hurts, hurts well, the MVP. It totally right. does. That was a terrible throw. It was a terrible it was, decision. What? Right, yeah. I mean, so yeah, but I mean, I don't know. But yes, Kyler Murray, uh, I wish I had him on my fantasy teams, which I don't. Uh, I'm glad that I did bet him. I think it was my only win. I think it was my only win of the week. No, no, uh, you got you beat me in the other one too. You got you got the we'll get to that, but you got me you got you got me in both of mine. But yeah, I, I, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, so Kyler Murray, thank you, Kyler Murray. Well done. Yeah, and I, you know what? By the way, can I just uh, for our audience, our dwindling audience out there, uh, this is the first time Kitch has ever said I was wrong <laughs> and someone else is right. Just that's a that is a first. So mile, first. milestones happen on this podcast. <laughs> Totally does. <laughs> Unexpected milestones. I had no idea that was coming. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I have to say, I, I kind of I was off the bandwagon for the first three weeks. I got on it just this last week, just because I don't, you know, maybe I've been wrong. And I decided I'm going to take the Bears this week. Watch the Bears game against the Rams. How was this team five and one going into that game? Like Foles and the offensive line were a disaster. Like it, it was it was tough to watch them on offense. It, it was horrible to watch. You can say they haven't beat anybody. They did beat Tampa Bay at home. Yeah. Um, because their defense got to bring that like that was a big uh but yeah, they don't score and they don't move the ball very easily. Oh. They're they're not good. And Nick Foles, by the way, Nick Foles. It just goes to show you how bad Trubisky really is. Nick <laughs> Nick Foles is terrible, right? 
Nick Foles had his Nick Foles run that got them a Super Bowl, and that I mean that's bought him another ten years. That's bought him another fifty million dollars worth of contracts. That yeah. that one that one eight game run. It's unbelievable <laughs> that happens. That was the same thing. You know, same thing happened with what's his face, um, Baltimore quarterback who won the Super Bowl, and then he started playing the Jets. Flacco, Flacco. Joey Flacco. Yeah. yeah, he was never a good quarterback, but he had a great four week stretch. Yeah. And it got him $180 million. It's unbelievable well, that shit happens. And their defense scored two touchdowns a game to, to help him win a lot of games. Yeah, I mean, it just playing there. Listen, I think teams are so desperate for the quarterback position to be good, right? So if they get any inkling that they've got somebody good, they're willing to spend. And that's just what then I think they're probably wrong as much as they're right in that situation. Yeah, I agree. So. All right, quick, just quick headlines. I got like three really short ones here. Well, these headlines uh, or storylines? You have more storylines? Storylines, headlines, kind of. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones coming out. Another new com- segment. Coming out, coming out in the uh, – in refusing to admit that his team lacks leadership with the Cowboys. Does your team have a leadership void? Where in the offensive line? Where you, just, o- just overall where, when seriously, these but, – But seriously, seriously where, where, do you, where would you have a leadership void? Is it an experience void? Is it a talent void? Is it a leader sport? I'm not trying to be cute here. The answer is yeah. no. The answer is yeah. no. I, I'm asking. A, ju- there's not a. Well, it is shut up. And let me answer. No. Jerry, when you go into the locker room, do you see the intangible? That I gave you. The, I gave you the answer. When I go into the locker room, there's no leadership void in my eyes. Holy cow! Lacking lead, like that team is glaringly. Glaringly lacking leadership, and he refuses to admit it. Which, which is probably why he he he, he votes for Trump. But uh, yeah, it is a, it is shocking, <laughs> it's shocking to see that in the media. Can I just say, uh, just as a, uh, I think we probably have to caution this, or I don't know what the right word is, but uh, we have no insider knowledge of who Jerry Jones votes for, and so this, we're not slandering in any way, Jerry. I don't, we don't know who he votes for, Jerry, but uh, so please, we're. We're good people at Portland Raptors. We, we, don't, we don't have any money. Don't come after us. We don't have any money. <laughs> and then yeah, the, uh, they're a mess. They're a total mess. It's, yeah. it's actually, it's, yeah, it's horrific to watch. And Mike McCarthy, just, you know, you gotta be okay. Made a terrible decision at the, at the coaching level. I mean, yep. and they gotta live with it. I think you're right. They, they, they can't, they can't cut them go yet. They can't let them go yet. It's too expensive. No. <laughs> yeah. Five year contract, <laughs> eight games in. <laughs> Uh, just news today, new, news given in the NFL today. Des Bryant signed with Baltimore. Des Bryant back ball. He's balling his eyes out, happy that a team signed him. So we'll see how long that train wreck lasts. I know, but did I read that he's only been on the NFL for two years? It feels like he's been out a hell of a lot longer than that. I think, yeah, it was, it was like he got hurt halfway through. So two and a half, I'm going to say. God, it feels like 10 since he's been in the league. <laughs> well, can I, I tell you my, de- my Des Bryant good. story? My, the, the, I maybe said this last week about my idiot son because we're I'm in a league with uh, both the boys and they always like to one-up me on, on their version of fantasy. So I get the old, I just dropped stones and picked up Des Bryant. And this is Bobby. And I'm like, well, that's great. But you realize that they signed him to the practice roster. <laughs> he had no idea. Right? He's like, I saw what it said on Instagram. I'm like, well, maybe Instagram shouldn't be your source for uh, breaking sports news. So, there you go. so yeah, so I did see that. And I think that is the most, not event ever. Uh, so I, I can't imagine it impacts anything. But I, I can't imagine when he scores his first touchdown. I'm just curious to see what he actually does. <laughs> what he actually does. He's he's always got the gimmicks going. So yeah, something, something well, will come out. I bet he doesn't. My bet. If I can make that bet right now, I bet he doesn't score an NFL touchdown this year. <laughs> oh yeah. 
I definitely, I don't think he does. It's a long time for a receiver to be out and then true. come back in. It's true. Yeah. He's not a spring chicken. Uh, is that right. the only receiver? That's the only receiver headline news you want to get this week? You don't want to no, get that's it. That's it. I'm going to, I'm going to add as one a section of this every week. It's going to be the come on man of the week. So my come on man. Of, so wait, hold on. Are we, are we stealing a segment from, yeah. from yeah. ESPN guys? Yeah. Is, oh, yeah. Okay. My come on man of the week is, and we talked about this, and you told me to write it down so we remember to talk about it on the pod. So the, the Thursday the Thursday nighter, Thursday nighter with the Giants and uh, who were they playing? Philly? Yeah, Giants, Philly. Giants, when, Philly. When, when Daniel Daniel Jones has a has a 80-yard run, he gets about 60, oh, yards, 60 yards down the field, and the turf just sends him on his butt. From the 12, Jones keeps, gets a block, takes off, and he is gone. Trying to stay upright, and he trips. Absolutely all alone, and he trips. Going to the end zone and ends up carrying it as it is for 80. This guy's wide open. There's nobody around him, and just starts to get the speed wobble going, and right down he goes on the on the 10-yard line. Now, luckily, they scored, so it got washed under the, under the rug. But if he hadn't scored there, oh, my God, that would have been awesome. <laughs> if he, yeah, if he had scored, it would have been it would have been a better story. Uh, but I was like, when it happened, I, I was sitting there going, "I'm pretty sure. I don't think that's ever happened to me in my sporting career. I'm pretty sure I've never <laughs> fallen over my own feet. Like I, I just, I, I don't even know how that was possible to happen. Like, did it? Did his upper body get so far ahead of his feet that he just like stumbled? Like, and it's not like he was. Because sometimes it happens if you look around, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is where we. This would be a good segment for Brock. Brock would have totally broken all this down for us exactly how it happened, why it happened. <laughs> be like that sports science. Uh, but yeah, that was <laughs> that was so just a speed wobble. It was just a speed wobble. He got going too fast, started to wobble. It was like it was like guy falling off his motorcycle. Starts to lose it. It gets loose, and all of a sudden, true. <laughs> yeah, true. And I guess it's probably you know what he probably doesn't practice ADR runs at full no, speed too no. often. Right, so, but there wasn't. He could have. He could have got that down to a slow trot and easily. There was nobody. The Red Sea had parted for him. Could have he rolled. Probably could have rolled in. Probably could have rolled in the angle. <laughs> it was. I know. Uh, I agree. Better story if he doesn't. If they don't score after. But they, yeah, if they lose a game because of that. That'd be great. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. That's all I got for storylines from weeks out. Uh, that's uh, yeah. I think. Oh, the Antonio Brown. You want to talk Antonio Brown it being signed by the Bucks? I kind, of kind, of, in. I kind of did throw it in there with Brady, but I didn't go into it. Yeah, I saw. So, so yeah, like, it's funny how Brady says, "Oh, I didn't have anything to do with this," but I call oh. bull, bullshit on that. But well, but but it might it does answer some questions on when when Brady had nobody to throw to last year in New England, and they let and they let AB go, and then uh, and then all of a sudden. All of a sudden, he's back with Brady again. So maybe that maybe that was some of the sour grapes that Brady had with the management last yeah, year. Yeah, I know, but let's let's be careful when we say about how they let him go. I mean, they let him go because he's a horrible human being, <laughs> right? He's got some legal issues that they had to sort out. They thought that that's just not the page. Like I have, no, I'm actually surprised that anyone would bring that baggage in. But I think this is a total, I think you're absolutely right. This is all Tom Brady going, I want this guy. He's not a bad guy. I know him. Like it's that sort of shit. Cause I remember Brady was sulky when they got rid of him last year. But if you look at his record, what he's, what he's done in the last little while, like he's accused of rape. He's accused of uh, sexual misconduct when he was getting painted by this. He had someone come in and paint in his house uh, or paint him. And he came into the, the thing naked and was doing all kinds of, crazy inappropriate shit there he apparently raped an ex-girlfriend uh he didn't pay a chef 
for a meal that he had for like 20 people. Like <laughs> he's clearly not a good person. And the crazy thing about this in today's day, this is the what's problem. This is the double standard of the NFL everywhere, right? If this is an average run of the mill, uh, or a Ray Rice type who was at the end of his good run and people didn't need him anymore. It's like, well, yeah, get out. You never come back in the league. And now Antonio Brown, they think, they think still has some sort of value or can help you win. So you get a shot to come back in, but it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. And then the irony of all this too, is that Arians was, he uh, hired the first ever female uh, coach in the NFL. He was given some award for women advancement in sport. Blah, blah, right. blah, and then he right. goes out and hires a potential rapist, right? To be like, there's potential. A bit of a, potential. Yeah. Well, I mean, innocent until proven. Uh, <laughs> but quite the dichotomy there of what you're of the message you are delivering to your to your fan base. So, I, listen, I hope that one actually blows up. But I don't even think it matters. Like, I think they're pretty they're pretty deep at receiver anyway. So I don't even really. This, if it does work out for them, it just makes them that much better. But if he's a train wreck or it doesn't work out, it's, I don't think it's a nah, it's kind of a huge impact. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. So there, that's probably the real receiver story of the week as opposed to Des Bryant being the <laughs> yeah, my son's fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is that, are we moving into uh, Backyard. the old gam- Gamble Ramble? All right, so heading up week seven, week seven rack, wrap up for the uh, for the head-to-head matchup. Uh, we looked at who was leading the week. Deno was leading. So Deno had, uh, he went into the week with the New, New York Giants Philly game under 43 and a half. Game was 21, 22, 21. Got to 43. Still yeah, an under. That under, was a steal. Under by a half. Under. <laughs> uh, Jets Buffalo under 45 and a half. If the Jets aren't, I mean, if the Bills aren't going to score a touchdown in the game, your 45 and a half looks, or 45 and a half looks pretty good. That was an 18, 18, 10. I watched a ton of that uh, game because I was, uh, me too, me too. I, I had a financial interest in it. And, that was one of the, like, that was horrible. Like, both, like that was just terrible football. <laughs> it was, it was. Yeah. And this last one was, uh, was which which I don't think you did a lot of research on, was a Jacksonville versus Chargers. Um, oh. The 39-29 game did not go yeah. under 40, under 49. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't think Jacksonville has, has let an opponent score less than 30 points in the last five or six games. So, And then they put up a bunch. They looked all right on offense. Yeah, 29 on offense. So he went 2-1. Deno went 2-1, has a record of 12-8-1. Yes, that's 60%. I'm bad. It's right, Deno's 12.5 divided by 21. Deno is 60, so I did it right this week. <laughs> don't big. Well, that, don't <laughs> That'll save me some WhatsApps. That's for sure. Good. So, so Daniel's Daniel's still in the lead. Bart was a Bart was in second game of the week. He had Las Vegas plus three over Tampa Bay. No, no, Looking early. Looking early. <laughs> twenty to forty-five twenty for Tampa Bay. So, was a, and then in the in the head up in the head-to-head matches where I went one way and Bart went the other. Bart had the Rams minus five and a half over Chicago. Uh, they won twenty four ten, so Easy Bart dubs. got that one right, and Easy and dubs. and he and uh, Bart had Arizona plus three and a half over Seattle, ugly win. I lost those two ugly bets, so uh, that Bart went two and one. I also had Carolina plus seven and a half over New Orleans, which came in, so, so I went two. one and okay. one and two. So Bart's records eleven and ten now with a fifty two percent win percentage. So uh, kind of breaking so even. If you're, so with a, if you're in the right sports book, you're breaking even. And then I am 10 and 11 at 48%. So leading two weeks ago, I have gone one and five in the last two weeks. So so it catches on a little bit of a cold streak. A bit of cold you streak. Are you ever? Are you ever? <laughs> it's a good thing you have that other uh, gambling thing sorted out. Otherwise, you'd be in big trouble. <laughs> All right. And the uh, we can't beat him, but we sure can cover. 
category. Pretty good, eh? You got that first card. Yeah, yeah. You got it. You're there. Eight weeks in. You got it. Well done. <laughs> Uh, so Bart and Kitch both had Carolina plus seven and a half over. Yeah, you t- thank you for talking over, me into that one. Because I wasn't going to do it last week. Remember, I wasn't going to do it because you you're going go to yeah. go Jacksonville. You're gonna go I know. Jacksonville. <laughs> Ooh. No, it wasn't 10. It wasn't 10. <laughs> so we both got that one. We, they, Carolina lost by three. So we got the, uh, we got full, the point. Full, full point there where uh, Deno had Denver plus the 10 over KC. Uh, Casey blew him out 43-16, so that did not come in. So the running total is Bart now moves into second. Kitch is at three and a half points. Bart is at two, and Deno is at one and a half. So Kitch is a good, a good solid okay, lead. You're in that dominate, yeah, you're dominating that one. <laughs> that's, you know what? That one, that actually might be insurmountable. That was a big, that's a big lead with only 10 weeks left. <laughs> All right, let's get on. Uh, it seems Deno is not here, but he, he sent his picks in. So let's go right to Deno's picks. For, so Deno's uh, picks, Deno's got the unders again. He loves the unders. He's winning with the unders, so can't can't fault him. He's got the New York Giants versus Tampa Bay game under 46 and a half. He's all over. He's all over that one this week. He's got the Jets versus KC under forty nine, which I kind of like. I kind of like that. I, I don't. I don't see the Jets scoring, but you unless KC scores forty. Well, uh, that's just what I'm worried about. Like I'm worried this could be a turnover fest that could just get away pretty quickly, and then you know a couple slop touchdowns. Yeah, I, like I agree. I would never bet that over because the Jets can't score, but it wouldn't. I wouldn't bet it under either. I wouldn't bet that game. And the last one being Pat's Bills. He's got under 43, so he likes the Pat's Bills under 43. So those are those are his three unders this week. And since he's leading, I will not uh, pass any judgment on uh, on his selections. Uh, okay, well, it's, right. uh, right you're, into me. Yeah, you're second now. So you get to go second. I actually think this is kind of – there are a couple, like, I think, very obvious ones to me. It's much along the lines of what we were talking about in our quarterback discussion. I'm going to ride the anti – uh, New England bet until they prove to me they're good again. And I just don't think they're good. I think they're a horrible at, uh, quarterback. They have no weapons. Uh, and their defense is like, okay. We have to remember, like, they lost like six starters on defense uh, who just opted out this year. So it's like, they're just not good. Like, I think these lines are still like the aura of the Belichick and New England aura that they're getting these lines. Like, there's no way. This, this line opened at six. It's now down to four. So I will take, I will take, and I hate Buffalo, uh, but I will take Buffalo minus the four. Yeah, okay? I, ho- I hope. One. I really hope you're wrong. I really hope you're wrong. I need. I, 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 need, I need a win for my Patriots. <laughs> no, I don't think I am. Uh, I think the Patriots are staring. I think. I think they're staring six and ten in the face. That's what uh, I think. I, uh, I, 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 I can't. I, I can't disagree to that much of that. You know what? I, I'm telling you, this is where you make money the rest of the year. Is <laughs> the anti uh, New England bet? Um, <laughs> I, listen, I had them in one of my parlays. I had uh, San Fran in one of my parlays last week. Actually, <laughs> when I say that, I mean it was like a late day chase money parlay uh, that I scrambled it. Thank God I did. Okay, uh, second pick, which I also think this one's actually, I think it's a no, but I'm surprised it's this low. Green Bay at home to a struggling Minnesota team who has a horrible quarterback as well. I'm taking the pack minus seven. Is it seven? I think okay. it's six and a half. It's not six and a uh, half. Well, what I'm looking at right now, it says seven. If you ah. want to do six and a half. I, I, well, no, I'm let's gonna, go with my lines. Let's go with my lines. I'm going to take uh, it. It is, it is current. Oh, it is current. So for game three, that's what I've actually struggled with because uh, there's a few options for me. I was thinking Casey early at 19 and a half points, but I'm, I, I think <laughs> that, seems, that seems crazy. Um, <laughs> and then I hate, I don't like taking road favorites very often, but I am going to this week and I'm going to go, I'm going to bet on, Tua not being as great as everyone thinks he is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bet on the Rams, uh, who look good on Monday. Not great, look good. 
Uh, their defense is pretty stout. Like they're decent. Uh, I think Aaron Donald's all over Tua this week. Tua's got a. This is a big moment for him. I'm going to take the Rams minus three and a half. You bet the gates. The human interest story. How many times did I tell you the human interest story kicks in? You gotta. You gotta be careful of that. You know what? I'll buy a new coach, new quarterback thing, rookie quarterback thing. No. There. No. This is not. This is an unproven. Generally speaking, day one quarterbacks like went behind the year quarterbacks, but they don't come and light it up all it like this is this is tailor-made to be a 32 14 game all right you're in last place i would be questioning anyone's that's exactly right that's exactly right <laughs> so i'm riding with you bart my first pick was green bay minus seven over mini i uh, I, I do like that i think green bay's found their stride i think mini's a whole world of trouble this year uh my second one i'm gonna ride the the ride the wave of of tampa bay and take the minus 10 and a half over the giants I think their defense will allow the Giants to score less than ten points or ten or less. So I think uh, I think the Tampa Bay is going to score more than twenty. So I'm on that one. And then my last pick is I'm going to look for a bounce back game from Seattle. I know they got a bit of tough one with with San Fran, but I'm going to look for a bounce back game for Seattle minus three and a half over San Fran. I think it's what do you, what do you, what do you got for the line on that one? Sorry, uh, San Fran uh, two and a half. Seattle, oh, two and a half. oh, I'll take the minus two and a half. I like that even better. Yeah, no, I. I I think I like that too. It's funny. I was looking at that a little bit earlier today. All of a sudden, it, everyone's back in on it's the 49ers from last year, but it's yep. so not the 49ers no. from last year. No. And they lost but they're Debo. like running back. They're like running back you all of a sudden. They lost Debo last week, though. So that hurts. I know, they did lose Debo same. Yeah. But they, this other kid, who, the, I can't even pronounce his name. They, this, that, they, apparently, they love him. He's just as explosive as that name. But yeah, Seattle at home, two and a half. Hard, it's hard to take the Niners. But can I just tell everybody uh, my three picks there? And if you're smart, there's only been one week that I haven't won a Moneyline Parlay. So this is my little gift to my listeners out here. If you take the Bills, Moneyline minus 200, Packers minus 305, and then you take the Rams 185, that pays plus 206. So here's the way I look at this, okay? I really do think Bills is a, is a no-brainer. They're going to win. I think Green Bay absolutely wins. So you can make the argument now you're actually getting the Rams at like a plus 150 line because if you really believe those other two games are going to happen. Because I think the, t- the toss-up game for me is the Rams, but now you're getting the Rams at a really good value with that money line parlay. I'm telling you, listen to me, people. <laughs> money line parlays. That is, it's not sexy and it's not fun to put three or four teams into a parlay and only get plus 200 or plus 300. But what is sexy is cash coming in. <laughs> that is sexy. Cash coming home. Yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm with you on that, but I'm I'm taking bigger games than that, bigger spread, bigger spread. I don't like I don't like putting the money line parlays in the three 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 spread games like the minus threes. Yeah, they're not dominant enough. They're not favored enough. You got to you got to put your money line parlays in. Yes, Green Bay for sure. I like that one. Or Tampa Bay, or KC, or stuff like that. Like stuff that yeah, that is that I, is. I generally generally speaking, I I do agree with that theory. If you can get sort of the locks, because that's why the last thing I, I did a five gamer that got me three to one. Yeah, yeah, and they were all big. So they made it, hit, but it hit. But all of a sudden, three to one feels pretty good. So yeah, but on this one, I'm just telling you, that's decent. I'm telling you, that's decent value on that Rams game with those. <laughs> all right, just, all right. Listen to me, people. Listen. <laughs> all right, and the uh, we can't oh. beat him, but we sure can cover. Kitch with his with his his dominant league. I am going to go with, and I and I and I don't know how it's going to happen. And I'm going to plug my nose, but whenever a team gets 19 points in NFL, that's a lot. That's a lot. So I'm going to go with the Jets. I'm going to go with the New York Jets plus the 19 over KC. Not watch it. 
and just check the score the next day and sort of say, hey, look at that. Look at that. They well, held, him to, held him to it, six field goals. The nice thing about that bet is uh, if you were watching it, you'd still be in until the third quarter, right? Yeah. He was 35 nothing. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, but hopefully. he was 35 nothing. You're still like that completely out of it, right? So, <laughs> but I agree, 19 points for, for grown men in a football game. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot in any league. It is. That's it a is. lot in any league to give up 19 and a half points. Uh, so, all right. Uh, the down, uh, give us a pick. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You're you're second. Yeah, I, second. I know. I'll tell you what these lines is the second they are. Uh, but I think I said I can't believe I'm doing this. But uh, oh yeah, he's, 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 I'm gonna put the Dallas Cowboys plus nine, thinking that they're just gonna they have to somehow bounce back. And this is also an anti Philadelphia bet. Like I don't think Philadelphia is very good, but clearly Dallas isn't very good either. But that's uh, and I don't know if Dallas has a quarterback this week. Um, <laughs> so, but I am going Dallas on plus play. nine. So that game that line's gone from plus seven nine. half to nine. I know, I know, the whole world. And I'll, I'll be betting Philadelphia Sunday night. I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, Philadelphia money line. <laughs> oh, well, I might lay the nine. I mean, Jenny gets this bet. And Dennis pick, Dennis pick in the uh, in the in the competition is the Jet, the Giants. Sorry, New York Giants plus ten and a half oh. over Tampa. He's looking for that. Look for that one. Looking for the Daniel Jones factor to keep it close. So I can't give you a reason why because he didn't give me a reason why. He just sent me his pick. So we'll ride with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, listen, we got to move on. Are we going top? Are we doing the Brock segment? We're 40 so, minutes in. Are we, are we Brock? I'm just looking through here. And then call, are, we, are we mentioning the college football? Like I, I, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, we are going to mention the college football, but at the end. Okay. Yeah. So our college football segment. Well, I'll mention it now. College football. We did a, there's a, at the end of this pod, there's like a six minute clip of the interview we did with this guy who runs his own NCAA uh, gambling information site. Uh, so that's going to be out as a separate pod, which I talked about already in the intro. So you, you already know that. But anyways, though, so you get in six minutes of that, and that will have our picks, uh, some NCAA picks in there for you as well. So there you go. So, Perfect. So that closes the loop. Uh, we're 40 minutes in. See, we went just to what drives you crazy and AOB. We're done. We're done 45. <laughs> and we can bump Brock one more week. I can, to, can, you do, can you do your top TV shows in five minutes? You probably can't. I don't even really want to talk about it. You well, you're not, it yeah. Down. All right. Then we're not breaking you it down. You got to break it down. You're not breaking it down yeah. in any timely fashion. That's for sure. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Our gambling segment gets away from us. All right. Uh, so let's go. Let's go uh, right to what drives you. Uh, and like I said, we're going to loop Dunno in here tomorrow. So it'll be on All right. Pod. All right. What drives me crazy? And it is still shocking to me in this day and age with all the modern medicine and new technology out there that preparing for a colonoscopy is the same way it was 25 years ago. You, uh, you can't eat for a day and a half. Uh, you drink this liquid nitrogen that, uh, that acts like Niagara Falls coming out your tiny little asshole. And, uh, <laughs> and, and you have to get up at 4 a.m. to drink this stuff. So you're, so you're, and then you got to drink two liters of water while you're doing it. You ever tried drinking two liters of something at 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. in the morning? It's not pleasurable. So, uh, yeah, like the the end process is great. That stuff that, that when they, once you get in the hospital and the whole thing is great and, and the technology is great there. But the prep stuff, there's got to be something that modern medicine can figure out to make this a little more, a little more smoother, a little more smoother. So that drives well, me crazy. <laughs> I, I totally agree. And I had the same issue when I, when I did mine a year ago. But uh, how about this? How about we just shouldn't do any of that stuff? Why is there not the technology exists? They just go in there and scope around with some sort of like magic little dust at the end of their scope that just clears everything out of the way, so they can just show you what you need to look for. Yeah, yeah. right. Like yeah. like an, like an X-ray. Can an X-ray pull this stuff up? <laughs> something. <laughs> or maybe don't eat for like 
like 12 hours before and that's yeah. good enough. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I know this process does say it is archaic. It is definitely, <laughs> definitely archaic. Well, that's a tip. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I had to get through that. The knee bones connected to the something. The something's connected to the red thing. The red thing's connected to my wristwatch. Uh-oh. It's not pleasant. No. Uh, you know what? For me, it's along the same lines. Um, not quite the same thing, but it involves being uh, having things uh, in orifices. Uh, I don't actually have your nose in orifice. I don't know if your nose is in Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, so every time I come back to Bermuda, we've got a pretty strict uh, testing regimen here. So you got to test the day you land, your day four, and your day eight. That's why Bermuda is so safe, people. So if you don't want to come visit, you just have to get swabbed, but it's very safe. That's why we have no cases here. But the point is that the style and the force by which the various uh, technicians take these swabs, <laughs> it, it, it seems bizarre to me that there can be such a degree of variance between how they can take the sample. I, so day one, I landed and I got this awesome woman who was so gentle. It was like, boop, boop, I'm in and out. I'm like, oh, I, at the airport, or sorry, that was day four. At the airport, when I landed, I had this woman... It was like a countdown. It was like a spatial launch countdown that we were in there for. That's like I'm literally tearing up. She's in there so deep, and so like I'm like, how can there be this discrepancy <laughs> between these two techniques? So on day eight, the woman who I had on day four, she was in there, and there's like three of them, and I'm next in line, and they call me to the side. I'm like, no, I'm gonna wait for her. I'm gonna wait for my day four. Like, <laughs> you're, so choosing, like you're choosing. You're choosing your swabber. They did not like it all. They're like, no, sir. I'm like, no, no. I'm just gonna wait. She's almost done. I'm gonna wait. So I said the woman behind me, like, you go, you take my spot. She's looking at me like, oh, like, yeah. So, but that is, it's like, come on. Today's technology, there should be like a uniform, like, this is how you swap. It's in, twist, out. How about that? Come on. Come on, medicine. Fact, I love the fact you're picking. You're picking oh, your swappers. Totally oh, did. That swapper. Oh, and the one that I said no to, she was like, oh, no, you have to come with me. I'm like, nope, I'm not. You can't force me. You're aggressive. You're too aggressive. <laughs> you're totally aggressive. <laughs> All right. So uh, here we go. Okay. And that, uh, now we're going to wrap up. Look, at we're right on Kate Marcotte's zone. Any other business? think i have any other business i got i got i got one we didn't talk about the nba so i'm going to just throw in a little bit yeah, of nba nice. nba news here so the nba is really now pushing to start the, the season on december 22nd as the, the latest rumor that came out so actually just a bit before christmas day um now the players union has not agreed to this yet and 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 if I imagine if the Lakers or Miami have any say in the players' union, they are they are going to kind of dig their heels on trying to get this start going. But that that basically pushes up. So you get the NBA the NBA draft is, is slated for November eighteenth, and then free free agency begins like two days later on November twentieth, and training camp on December first. So you're going to see an expedited off season with all kinds of activity through the, through the last part of November and, and through December leading into the season. So. Who knows? It'll say that, well, I, I still think the players are going to push back, and we're not, and, and it's probably going to be later in this. But uh, this is the, this is the news this week. Well, so I agree there might be some pushback, but the numbers are real, right? They're yeah. talking about half a billion dollars being at stake by moving this out from uh, and mid December to a mid January. Like that's the that's the uh, the dollar value. So I think when they start to break that down, what that means to the guys from you know, the number 12, the number six guys, the amount of money that's going to be gone. Like, I think they're all going to go, well, yeah, but 
I don't know if you saw, but Danny Green, apparently the voice of the secret yeah, players. Voice of the I, I love that. I love it. Uh, free, agent, like, free agent Danny Green. Yeah. <laughs> he's saying guys like LeBron will take the first one. You know what? Actually, I think that's even semi-reasonable. Uh, the teams that played you know, in the last the, – the conference championship teams and the final teams, if they want to, if they want to uh, load manage for the first uh, month of the season, I think – I mean, I hate the idea of load management, but this one is a unique time, so I can see that happening. But, yeah. Uh, I think if you're a basketball fan, uh, Kevin Copeland, uh, then get ready. Like, t- take a deep breath here the next couple of weeks. And after that, we're going to be right back into, into all of the draft, free agency, like you said. So it'll be, uh, yeah, we'll be right back in. It's going to be great. Yeah. And the, and the NBA's viewership numbers really, really s- like slowed down in uh, August, September, like August, September. They were there. So they got to, they got to do everything they can to get the season done. I think in July, because it, it just showed that, that once football starts to be talked about and ramp up, the NBA goes, goes a, a distant second there. So. Yeah. I think they really, yeah, I think it was pretty obvious, but I also think the social stuff didn't help them, even though it's ridiculous. That shouldn't have factored to anyone's viewing of it. But yeah, I think the summer, Obviously, where they thought may have been a future for them, I think they're backing away from that pretty quickly. So this is the way to save the season to be done by June. Seventy game season to be done by June to be right back into our normal. Uh, and you know they might as well cram it in this year because there's going to be no fans anyway. So this all makes this all makes sense just to get it going. Take the hit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I still think I still think the testing kits allow more fans, and I think I think you will see fans this year. Not full stadiums, but I think you will see fans. I don't. I don't know. I, I, you know what? I don't. Maybe. Maybe you have the whole situation with the raps too. We, we'll talk about it later. But Louisville, uh, Louisville Kentucky raps, yeah. So I don't <laughs> know that. Louisville raps, yeah. Airbnb can can Airbnb in Louisville. Kentucky Russ and I will be. I'll make him. I'll make him a Raptors fan. What's, yeah, how much? How much, how much does Louisville condo cost? You know. I don't. I don't. Yeah. It depends. Depends where you live. There's there's places yeah. where you can probably get one pretty cheap in Louisville. Oh, I'm pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I think right outside the track. Can't. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. outside the track, you probably get yeah. really cheap. Yeah. All right, listen, this is it. So uh, our last segment, it's just a five-minute, six-minute blurb of our interview with Mega uh, talking uh, NCAA. So you can listen to that, uh, and then once that's done, you'll have Kawhi taking us away. So uh, that's it. And then, like I said, you can listen to the full interview on a separate uh, separate pod out there. So, all right, Kitch. Take it away. So, Mega, why don't you just spend a couple seconds giving me uh, the fan base here a little bit of an idea of how Megalocks came to be and how's it going? Pretty good. Well, thanks. First of all, it's uh, great to be on with you guys and uh, hope all your listeners are doing well. It's been a crazy 2020 so far. Well, I started um, basically a a fan of football ever since probably seven or eight. My dad was a finance guy at a a company that uh, produced uh, sports programs. So basically they have Super Bowl programs, programs for all the college bowl games, great cup programs, etc. Football was always on. So Saturday and Sunday. And so I just kind of got sucked into it. I've always loved the NFL, but as the older I got, it was the, um, the variety in college football, the passion. I mean, there was NFL was starting to grow, but there weren't that many people that really even followed college football in Canada. So maybe I was just trying to be a rebel of some kind. I don't have the list in front of me, but I think I've seen about 60 out of the 130 FBS teams live. So I just love going to the games as well. And that just sort of morphed into me uh, starting up my own uh, uh, website, which basically has a ton of content on it. And for those people that want picks, I also provide picks. It's something I work at seven days a week and I uh, love every minute of it. So is this a full-time gig for you? Yes. So I basically work full-time from 
February, I start research and then it basically goes until the last. So basically February to, yeah, like January is pretty hardcore. Um, maybe I get two months off, but it's seven days a week during football season for sure. Starting really in June. All right. So listen, before I throw over to Kitch for his first question, I know he's itching to get in here, but <laughs> this is the question that I know that every individual gambler wants to know uh, that you can answer. So, but I'm going to ask him on behalf of them in, in, uh, from the Dave Bart perspective. Why do I suck at sports wagering? <laughs> you know what? That's a great question. I, I, it, why do you suck? And sometimes I ask myself the same question when I'm picking teams that are losing 55 to three. Um, I think the biggest challenge is just there's it's information overload. So you get this perspective from the TV and you get this from you're reading on the internet and then you get maybe my perspective on a pick. And basically at the end of the day, you're just going to end up going with some random gut feel. And I think the one thing that people really need to do is to find multiple outs. So I think that's always the first thing I tell people. So in other words, if you just have one bookie, whether it be, you know, Billy, you know, at some uh, alley somewhere, or whether it be online, um, you need to have as many outs as possible. So you could always get the best line. So, you know, you might have all your books might have, for instance, plus seven, and there might be one with plus seven and a half for futures it's even more important. So I know I, I really enjoy futures, but especially even think of something as simple as golf, you'll see 25 to one at one book, 60 to one for the same player at another book. So my, my suggestion is it's probably that you don't suck at gambling. It's just that I think you have to give yourself a fighting chance and get as many books as possible open up to you. And then also if you can, you know, lay minus one Oh eight minus one Oh five instead of minus one ten. So in other words, pay a cheaper price. Um, those things automatically to me, if you have, you know, some semblance of what you're doing, I think that will make you a winning better for sure. I, I think you hit the nail on his head. I'm not sure he has a real semblance of what he's doing. So I, I think, I think <laughs> <laughs> yeah. based on the uh, amount of that money that goes out of my account versus comes back into my account, I think I do. I think I can definitively say I suck at sports wagering. <laughs> I don't think there's any, I'd love to think that 108 is my problem versus minus 110, but I don't think, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> Kawhi up top, looks at the clock, turns the corner for the win! 